0: Audio from Colorado's 2017 Signing Day Press Conference is going to be mostly Mike McIntyre. At the very end, you're going to hear quarterback Tyler Lytle and offensive lineman Jake Moretti field some questions as well.
1: Coach,
0: back.
2: All right. Uh, This was an excellent day. Uh, Our coaching staff, um, everybody that touches our program did a phenomenal job in the whole whole recruiting process. This goes over time. you know, uh, Adam Tayama and, and Brad Forsyth, who head up our recruiting area with a lot of other people in that um, field, have done a phenomenal job, um, Darren Chevarini, the recruiting coordinator. Um, they've all excellent, all our coaches working tirelessly, um, and it, it's been uh, a, a great job um, by, our, by our staff and by everybody involved. So a um, couple things real quick. We had 12 young men. This January, they're already in workouts. They're already going to be in spring practice. Going to be summer and fall. Um, I'm going to go over um, nine of those guys. Um, two of them we signed last year. We would call gray shirts. They were offensive linemen. Um, Chance Lytle had gotten a torn labrum, so he got it fixed, and then he's um, here now. You know, he's six foot seven, 295 pounds, an offensive tackle. Uh, we're really excited about what he's been doing in workouts. And then the other young man was Kobe Purcell. The reason we gray-shirted Colby Purcell, he was 16 years old. He would have turned 17 in September. So we felt like giving him a little bit of time. Now he'll, he's 17, now he'll turn 18. This next September, he's six foot four, about 300 pounds, a- a- athletic guard that we're really excited about. And then uh, Evan White um, is back on our football team, who I felt like would have been a starter last year at safety for us. Uh, he's an excellent athlete. And you know, he's six foot two, he's 205 pounds and um, more mature. And he's back here working hard. So those are three young men um, that you don't really know about, um, that are in our fold that would be great for fall and spring practice. Then we have nine others that we got in. The reason we're able to do that um, academically, um, our academic staff um, does a phenomenal job. Our coaches do a great job with our young men. We have them all, all on a three and a half year track to graduate. So we have a lot of young men as we've been in this program that were able to graduate um, this past December. So that opens up spots if everything goes like we think. Next year we'll have 10 to 11 other open spots, and every year I would like to fill those. Because you build your football team in the winter, the spring, and the summer, those guys have a lot better. That's your team. The guys that we sign that are coming in, yes, some of them will help us. But if you have guys that are invested and been here and ready to roll, um, they can walk out there ready to play uh, next fall. Um, So what I'll do is I'll start with the young men that are here in January right now. Um, The first guy I'll start with is Jalen Jackson, wide receiver from um, Cedar Hill. Fast, athletic, um, very quick uh, young man. The great thing about Jalen that I love besides all his athletic ability is his big smile. Um, You guys will fall in love with this young man and his smile and his enthusiasm. It's just um, contagious. Uh, He went to Cedar Hill High School, which is an excellent, excellent program there in Texas. And uh, um, we did a great job recruiting him, and we're really proud of Jalen. He's in here working hard now and and, and doing great. Um, The next young man is Isaiah Lewis. Um, Isaiah um, was a tailback in high school. We'll play him at safety um, for us here. Uh, He uh, has um, great athletic ability. He um, reminds me a little bit of... um, Cheeto coming out a little bit, um, more, but more of a safety area, physical guy. Um, he's 5'11 and a half. He's, over, he's close to 200 pounds. Um, and so um, we're excited about what he does. He's from Granite Bay, um, area where we have um, Dylan Keeney from also. Um, so that um, is a, a good get for us. Um, and Cheverini yeah. recruited Jalen and Isaiah Lewis was recruited by Clayton Adams. Tyler Lytle is a quarterback from Servite High School. We were looking for a great quarterback. We felt like we found a great quarterback, but we were also looking for a quarterback that could come in in January. Um, we have three quarterbacks on scholarship now in the spring practice. Um, so we'll be able to get all three of those guys prepared to compete for the job and be ready for next fall. I, I think it's important that you have three guys that can play. Uh, I feel good about those guys and uh, we're excited about Tyler. He's big. he has an excellent arm. He can move in the pocket. Um, and we're really, really excited about how Tyler's doing. His roommate is Jacob Moretti. Um, Jacob is a young man here in the state of Colorado that everybody knows about. Um, Jacob's in school, working hard. Jacob was a, a young man that was committed to Ohio State for a long time. Um, it just he called us after the season was over and was saying, "Hey, I'd rather stay home." And of course, I said, "Yes, I would like you to stay home." Uh, and uh, I think it was one of those things, honestly, where um, we did an excellent job recruiting him, but he could not see in his mind that we would be a national contender. And then when we had the year we had, he said, if I have this choice I could stay home and play at home at the University of Colorado for a national contending team and I can now make this ride with all of them, that's what I'd like to do. So um, we were excited to get him out of Pomona High School um, from there. So Jacob Moretti is uh, excited about having him here. Uh, another young man, Dante Sparaco, who's from the state of Colorado but went ended up going to IMG um, and uh, graduated, came back here. Dante's a young man that I first saw was going in between his ninth and 10th grade year. I'll never forget it. He was a quarterback at Glenwood Springs. And uh, and then he kind of kept growing um, and, and ended up um, coming over to Cherry Creek and ended up being a tight end. Uh, defensive end, just big athlete. Then he ended up going to IMG. We kept recruiting him. He committed to us. We're really excited about having him. He is a guy that we're going to play at outside linebacker this spring. We're going to play at tight end. We'll play at defensive end. we are just got to figure out where to fit, and he can has the ability to play all those, and we'll see um, what works out best for him. But really uh, excited about having Dante here and ready to go. The other young man is a little guy. His name's Javier Edwards. He's uh, 6'3", about 350. Um, He's a nose tackle that we got from um, Blend Junior College. Uh, Phenomenal player, Um, really helps us inside it. We want to be able to have a two-gap nose like Josh was. We have some guys on campus that can do it also, but you can't just have one guy. We wanted a couple guys. We were able to uh, convince Javier to come. He had a lot of people wanting him, and uh, he ended up loving Boulder. He ended up loving what we do defensively. Uh, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun uh, recruiting uh, Javier from Glenn. Uh, he's in school now, working out, um, and uh, I had all these guys over to the house uh, Sunday night, Monday night, excuse me, um, to eat. So it was a lot of fun spending time with them, and uh, they like my wife's banana pudding. I know that. Um, uh, the next guy, Shamar. Uh, next guy would be uh, Shamar Hamilton. Shamar is a outside linebacker, 6'5", about two thirty five, can really run from um, junior college in Miami. Uh, He uh, uh, is in school here now, has a great smile. He's loving being here uh, without all the crowded areas telling me and and his fast pace of Miami. Uh, He's loving Boulder, uh, enjoying it, uh, and has um, been working extremely hard uh, in in, in the weight room. Uh, The next guy is Chris Malumba. Um, He's 6'4", 285. Very athletic, powerful defensive end for us. Um, you know, he's a similar story to um, Stefan Nimbot. Um, he has been here for two and a half years and hasn't been home. Uh, he's excited about it. He didn't play football really till he got over here. He's a judo guy, has great balance, great athleticism. Um, and we just kept recruiting him and recruiting him and recruiting him. And it worked out that we were, we were able to get him here. I feel like he'll really help us at our, at our defensive end. He'll be powerful, he'll be strong, uh, and uh, looking forward to, to watching him play this spring. Uh, Dante Wigley is a corner that we signed out of a Holmes Junior College. He's from Carrollton, Georgia. Uh, he went to Georgia Tech at first, didn't like it, um, transferred to Holmes, finished up in one year. He's extremely bright. comes here, he has three years to play. Um, um, three, and uh, he will be an excellent corner for us. He's powerful. He can also play nickelback, um, and uh, very athletic. We're ex- he's been working hard. We're excited about seeing Dante uh, get out there and, and, and compete um, this spring. Um, so I felt like those guys that we were looking for really felt fit needs. We also, you know, we're both beefing up our offensive line. That's where Kobe Purcell and Chance Lytle come in, and they're they're ready to practice this spring and go. So I'm very excited about those young men and uh, the impact I believe they can make um, for us this year. I'll go back um, to the guys we signed today. Um, Maurice Bell is a wide receiver that can fly. He's also an excellent kick returner. Um, He played at Marietta Valley. Um, Has a lot of speed and athleticism. Um, He's a long guy um, and excited about what he brings to the table. Uh, Again, has a has a great smile, great energy. Their team had an excellent year this year. Jacob Callier uh, was the player of the year in the on on defense, defensive player of the year uh, at St. John Bosco for the the league that has Servite and Modern Day and all that on it. I'll go back. Title Idol was the offensive player of the year um, for that um, league also, uh, which is one of the best league, arguably the probably the best football league in California. They talk about all the time. Um, and uh, uh, Jacob is an excellent player that is a, has a great pass rush ability. Uh, we look at him as an outside linebacker. When we go to our nickel, could be a, a rush end. He's uh, built really well already as a high school senior. The, the unique thing about him is there are five brothers um, and one sister. All five brothers, and he's the baby of the six, all five brothers played on scholarship college football. Uh, two of them played at San Jose State uh, before I got there, but we, we told we talked stories about San Jose State when I was at the house, and so um, um, that's an amazing family um, there, and, and it's really neat to have those um, getting to know that family. Alex Fontenot is a running back, um, good size, good athleticism, um, at, you know, returns kicks and all that. Also very powerful. We were looking for a running back that had a little bit of size and some speed alex is one of those guys you might recognize the name fontano his dad was the great player for the chicago bears was uh... Um, uh has his jersey retired at baylor university um, and uh... you know kind of played on the heyday of the, of the bears um, and so he uh... it was a lot of fun um, talking football with his dad at the house and we're really excited about having alex uh... in the fold um, the next guy's a linebacker nate landman um, he was the Northern Cal, the um, way I understand it, the Northern Cal Player of the Year on defense. Um, Nate um, is long, athletic. He reminds me of Addison Gillum. That's what he reminds me of, exactly. And, uh, and, um, and so um, when Addison's is completely healthy, Addison is a definite Pac-12 football player, at, uh, upper echelon. And Nate reminds me of that on high school film, just like I saw um, Addison. I'm really excited about having um, Nate here. He's big, he's 6'3", he's 215 pounds, and he can run and hit. He can play inside and outside backer. Uh, Chris Miller is a cornerback from Denton, Texas, uh, 5'11", 175. Um, uh, uh, Chris is a guy that I think has some tools to, with our secondary, losing some guys has the tools to be able to come in and um, and play as a freshman. Uh, uh, Chris has a 41-inch vertical. Um, which is exceptional. Um, and uh, when I went and watched him play basketball, when I had the home visit, um, you know, he's jumping up and swatting guys away. They're six foot six going in for dunks and crowds going crazy. Uh, it, it looks like he jumps off a trampoline, has long arms, great ball skills, um, which is what you need in today's ability to call, cover the bigger wide receivers, and he is extremely fast. Uh, Chase Newman is, an, is a linebacker, 6'2, 210. Reminds me a lot of Ryan Moeller. Um, that's what I picture him, kind of where Ryan Moeller plays, is the, our outside backer safety area. Uh, that's what he did in high school, played at La Morada. They, they won a state championship a year ago, got beaten in the state finals this year. Uh, he has that athleticism to play that buff spot. Um, and the best way for me to example is he reminds me of Ryan Moeller, which I think is an excellent player. He was all Pac-12 this year. Um, and that's kind of the niche that I see um, Chase Newman playing. Uh, Katie Nixon, uh, wide receiver dynamic from DeSoto High School. They won the state championship. Uh, really fast, quick, athletic guy, um, can uh, make play after play. Uh, another guy kind of has that charisma, has that it factor, uh, is just a, a great, great leader. Uh, you know, in this recruiting class, you have some guys like that that kind of spearhead things and um, in today's Twitter and all the way they can contact each other, once they start committing, they started kind of getting a group together. And to me, KD was one of those guys that was a leader in that. Also, um, you know, I would say Tyler Lytle was, and I would say Jonathan Van Dees were, guys that really wanted to be at CU, wanted other guys here with them. Um, and, and KD um, brings a lot of athletic ability, but also to me brings a, a great leadership quality. Uh, Sebastian Olver, a really unique young man, 6'5", 250, he plays everything. He's from Australia. He did not play football, American rules football, till two years ago. Um, he can Australian rules punt. He can also play defensive end. He can play tight end. He can play outside linebacker. Just an excellent athlete. Um, and when he gets here, we'll see what he play. We'll, we'll start him off there. You know, playing him at tight end and outside linebacker, and kind of see which one he's the best at. And uh, um, he. Uh, love his accent. His family, mom and dad flew all the way over for the official visit from Australia. Uh, There's special people and it is a really unique story. I think Chris Manoumba's story and his story are unique for people kind of falling it really have the athletic ability to do it, getting in a niche, working at it, staying at it, um, and uh, um, you know, families and everybody kind of sacrificing them, being away from home to go reach a dream. Um, it's a really special deal uh heston page um local product from highlands ranch uh, comes from great bloodstock his dad went to ucla and we we sharpened up heston enough to realize how much better we were than ucla um, and just teasing with his dad um, and his dad grew up in colorado and went to ucla and heston had opportunities to go out of state too but he wanted to stay here and we're so excited that he did and uh, um, playing here for us and. Um, it's great to get um, Heston from Highlands Ranch. That whole area has so many players, um, and Heston's a great young man that we're excited about um, what he'll do for the, us on the offensive line. He already comes in here built well, great stature. The thing about Heston is he can kind of play every spot. He can play tackle, he can play guard, he can play center. Um, so he gives you that flexibility. Um, Grant Polly, another young man from Denton High School, teammates with Chris Miller. Um, Grant's a big offensive tackle that can really move well. Um, and uh, Grant was another highly recruited guy like almost all of our guys were. We're really excited about Grant um, and what he'll do. He's big and powerful. You'll see that he's he's built ready to play. Uh, He's not really a guy that you have to um, get the stature on him or get the age on him to be ready to roll. To me, he's kind of ready to go. We'll hopefully see what he can do right when he gets here. A lot of times, offensive line-wise, that's not always the case. But in his case, um, I believe he'll be ready to, to compete to play. Uh, Jared Poblowski uh, is a 6'4", 220-pound tight end from Scottsdale, Arizona. That we were recruiting extremely hard. Gary, Barnett, Gary, Barnett, Gary Bernardi did a great job on him. And uh, um, he committed to ASU a long time ago. Um, but he kept contacting us, and Gary kept talking to him. And uh, one thing led to the other, and he wanted to play at the University of Colorado. Um, we like where he can be an inline tight end in the backfield, flex him out. There's a lot of different things we can do with him, like we did with Sean Irwin and we do with George Frazier. He's a multiple guy, and that's what we were looking for. He's also a very good inline blocker. Um, very excited about having uh, Jared as, as part of our football team. Casey Roddick, a big offensive lineman from Denterra, California, 6'4", 340. Big, powerful young man that uh, uh, there was a big recruiting battle in the Pac-12. He's from St. Bonnevasseur um, High School, the same school that Jace Frankie's from. Jace loves it here, and that had a big part to do with it. You know, when you have somebody from a school and they love it here, and, uh, and Jace is a guy that's played a lot of football for us, but hasn't been like a full-time starter. And sometimes when you have a kid that's not a full-time starter, when another kid asks him about it from school, well, they don't feel like they're getting treated right because they're not playing all the time. But Jace is a young man that just talked and raved about what we were about and what our program about, what our kids were about. And um, Jace is going to be a great player for us this year and has made a lot of plays for us in the past. Um, but I thought that was a, a key ingredient on how much he saw hearing from Jace, how much he loved it here and um, and felt how he was treated as a player. And, and we're excited to have Casey Here, um, big, powerful offensive guard. Uh, Jalen Sami is a young man from Colorado Springs, Vista Ridge. He's kind of late on the scene. Uh, He's a young man that was playing. He moved to Vista Ridge as a senior. He was kind of off the radar. Um, Our uh, recruiting staff, Brad Forsythe and those guys, did a great job of finding him. And then we went down and watched him play, had him in, and just kept recruiting him. He's a perfect fit for a three-four defense. He's six-six. Well, he's really six-five and three-quarters. Um, he's 338 pounds. Um, I have it on my phone if you want to see it. He can dunk a basketball. Um, he's very athletic. Um, he's from the state of Colorado. We we're so excited about having him. It was kind of funny after he committed to us. The very next that night, Ole Miss called him and tried to get him, and other people were calling because they, where did this kid come from? They pulled up his video and they said, oh my gosh. And so we're so excited about having him. And that was just a great job by our recruiting department, going through everything, keep looking. He was on nobody's radar. He doesn't have a star um, or anything like that. And um, I'm just excited about having um, Jalen here. When he came on his visit, he, he fit in with our kids, loved it. And uh, he, he could play nose tackle. He could play defensive end for us. You know, he's going to be a kid that's another year from now, he's going to be six, five, and three quarters might be a little taller, he's going to be 345 to 50 pounds and be able to play with it. I mean, he's a man. And uh, that's, how you, uh, that's how you stop run defense. You have bigger um, X's than they do O's, or they have bigger O's than X's. That's you know, kind of how it works. Um, LaVisca Chenault, uh, we call him Visca. Big, strong athlete, um, very powerful. He, he, he reminds you of those big, huge receivers that you see, and that's what he is. Um, he played at DeSoto High School with KD. Um, they bo- they were in high school number one and number two. They're on the front of their poster. They were their, the, the guys for him. Um, and uh, he's a big athletic. He'll be an outside receiver for us that can make plays. And also the way we ask our receivers to block on all the bubbles and all that stuff, he'll be a phenomenal blocker on that also. He can go deep. He can run through you. Um, just really excited about Visca. Um, interesting story about him. His mom was a great um, – basketball player um and uh we talked about that a lot on her home visit it was it was a lot of fun will sherman um 63 295 plays tackle guard could play center he can play all three sports very athletic will plays at a a, a school in in texas called allen high school they have a little bitty rinky dink stadium um their stadium costs over 60 million dollars to build it holds twenty three thousand people it's double decked they literally have um uh... two full size weight rooms their one weight room is about the size of this their other weight room is twice the size of this and that's not an exaggeration um, they um, ha- uh, their football offices um, look like our football offices I-, I can't explain to you it's 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 high school football on steroids and uh... They are- it's friday night lights they average twenty two thousand people a game and uh... he loves to play football uh, we're really excited uh, about him. He's another young man that they kind of moved over to the country when they were younger. And uh, it's another really interesting story about how football and school has helped him be able to reach reach dreams, too. So, really excited about Will. And, and he's another guy that I look forward to throwing into the mix and seeing what he can do early. Uh, Jonathan Van Deest, wow. 6'1, um, 235 from Cherry Creek. Um, Watching him on high school film, being around him, being at camp, he's gonna kind of, he's gonna kind of fall into my Philip Lindsay syndrome. He's gonna be my next Tasmanian Devil, but he's gonna be on defense. He has that motor. If you've watched him play in high school, that's what you see. Um, we're gonna play him at Mike linebacker. We worked him out at that at camps. He did great at it. He played all over the place for Coach Dave Logan, who's a phenomenal coach. I would have done the same thing if I was Dave because he just found places for him to make plays for him. And, uh, But he'll be a Mike Linebacker for us and be an excellent one. Um, he loves um, the University of Colorado. You know, he was our first commit, and he took it and ran with it and uh, was kind of our bell cow to help recruit this class. And I'm so excited about having uh, uh, Jonathan here. Uh, Carson Wells, 6'4", 230, really athletic. He'll be a linebacker slash tight end, H-back. Uh, we're going to look at him at linebacker first. Uh, he played outside. He played inside. I, I think he's powerful. He's an excellent athlete. He's a really good basketball player. Had a big dunk the other night he was telling me about. Um, the cool thing about um, Carson's pretty cool is his dad raises cattle, beef cattle. Um, so when I went to his house, he showed me a steer that he raised, and it's, you know, huge. And uh, he'll sell it before he leaves and come to college to have some more spending money for college, but he named it Ralphie, and uh, it's gorgeous. But the cool thing about him, I got video of it too. He goes in there and grabs those calves, those 400-pound calves, and just takes them and just flips them. And uh, very powerful, strong young man, and uh, um, it, it was a lot of fun spending time with him and his family. So that's our class there. Um, I could talk on them for hours and hours, all the stories that go along, but I feel like we we hit um, what we wanted to hit. I feel very good about where we are um, and excited about what we've done. So um, I'll take any questions from there. Uh, You
0: know, Mike, you and guys had already put together a really solid class before uh, Jacob Moretti. You mentioned a little bit about that phone call. you say, say when that was and just kind of how that all went about, kind of pulling him, pulling yeah, him once you decided?
2: I, I don't know the exact date, um, but it was sometime right before the dead period started. Um, and uh, really what happened is he called, um, said he was interested in, in talking to us about maybe coming here. So I said, well, you need to come over with your dad and your mom. So they came over. And honestly, this is what I told him. I don't want this to be some knee-jerk reaction. I don't want it to be an emotional decision. I, I want you to come to Colorado because you want to be here, you want to put both feet in the boat, and you want to. We, we, and, and we would love to have you. And there Jake's here. he can tell you. And I said, don't tell me an answer right now. I want you to go home. I want you to think about it. I want you to make sure you're not making some quick emotional decision off of seeing us win in one game, okay? And a lot of people, well, why would you do that? Because I want young men that really, really believe in what we're doing, and he does. And because that's how you keep a program going. That's how you build it, and then that's how you keep it. Because they'll have both feet in here. Because not every day in college is great, you know, they think every day is going to be happy. Well, they're not going to be happy every day. And if they understand they've made the commitment to be here and understand that we didn't trick them, we didn't try to do anything to get them here, we just told them what the real thing is, what it's all about, and believe and trust us, then he'll be successful. And so um, then he called me back the next day. He said, can I come back over and see you again? And he came back over. And, they committed, and, and the rest is history. So it's, to say the least, that, that next time I didn't send him back home, I said, <laughs> all right, you're, you're here. And uh, so I was e- excited about that and uh, very happy to have a, a young man of his caliber his character. Um, and it, we want to keep the, you know, the guys that we feel like um, fit our program that, that are the great players in the state of Colorado. We want them to be here to play, and he was one of the ones we had targeted for a long time, so we were excited about getting him
0: changed but how how different was it just going into living rooms and houses 10-4 and Pac-12 South champions how many more doors did that maybe
2: open I I think um, well we had a really good class before we had the season when you really think about it Um, what the season did is it solidified those guys you know you always have a couple things that happen but it solidified those guys so then when people would come in because they got bombarded um, um, they would say well no they did it proofs in the pudding and uh, they could keep going. I think the other side of it is it did open a few other doors. Um, you know, we had to turn away some really good football players, which we really haven't had to do in the past. I mean, really good football players. So we had to understand that. Um, and so, you know, we've already got commitments for next year. We've got kids that already want to commit. So we've got to make sure we're making the right choices Uh, on that so it it, it is definitely better there's no doubt about it but it also makes you make sure you're making the right decisions you don't get caught in as a coach in the emotional side of it either you're making the best decisions for your program and for what your needs are
0: your commitment list was kind of under siege this winter when other programs are going after your commits what are those conversations with those recruits like and do you try to keep them from taking those other visits how how does
2: that go? yeah it's it's kind of different with each individual to be honest with you because uh, each one of them has a, a different reason for it or they're confused or they want to sit down and talk to you about it. And then um, some kind of want to take a visit and see what it's like. And, and then they come back and say, you're, you're, we want to be with you. You know, we want to be with you guys. So every one of them is, is really different. Um, and uh, you're, you just keep recruiting them. You keep showing them how much you care about them. And, and then and you, you go from there. So hopefully the trust you've built up and what they see, um, you know, helps them be able to stay here and go. But um, if you try to you know, twist their arm or try to make them feel real guilty about it, that's not really the way you want to do business, I don't think. I think you want to do business the open way, and then they're making this statement to be here, and they know when you, you treat them like that when you're recruiting them, when you get them here, you're going to treat them the same way. I always say be careful how you're treated because uh, you're going to get treated that same way when you uh, go to that, to that school. And uh, so we try to always do it that way.
0: Coach, along those same lines, would you like to see an earlier signing yes,
2: date? Yes, definitely, one hundred percent, and no doubt. You know,
0: just to hang on to those guys or solidify them. And when would you like to see it
2: happen? Uh, my personal opinion: I'd like to see it just like they do in basketball. I'd like to see one done in July before you start your season. Um, I know a lot of high school coaches out there would like to see that too. Um, you know, there's a lot of logistics on that, but we have moved it. There's a vote that the coaches voted on to that the majority of them wanted to do one in December, um, which I think would be great. Um, I think the whole speed, everything has sped up with the access of huddle and video and all the other things that we're able to do. Kids used to, uh, back in the Stone Age when I played, um, and really I guess 10 years ago, kids would take an official visit would really be an official visit that'd be the first time they really came that'd be the first time now the official visit's really the unofficial visit and so it's totally sped up um so i think if you change it flip the counter a little bit and let you have some more official visits earlier somehow um that it, i think it would be better but um uh, you know, I think any way we can move it up some, I'm for, right, wherever they decide. Right now we voted to put it December 15th, and I, I definitely hope, I mean, junior college signing date time, I definitely hope that that goes through.
0: Was it easier or harder to hold on to guys this year with this class?
2: Uh, it depends on the night you call me. <laughs> um, you know, it, it seemed like um, it was happening a lot more, and as you recruit – um, higher and higher caliber, quote, classes that they're saying, quote, because, you know, r- realize we had eight guys that nobody thought was very good playing, playing senior bowl games this year that will also be playing a lot of them in the NFL. So it's all a little bit of perception, um, but overall um, we had a lot more guys getting attacked. The other reason we did is um, they people out there trust our evaluations now. They know we're evaluating, and they also know the kids we're recruiting will be eligible. and there's a big key to that so I think that that's also part of it if Colorado's recruiting them and we know they're going to be eligible because we have to be at our school has high um, credentials um, that's a pretty good target to go at and the other thing is most of our kids are from out of state so the people that are near them the advantage of a closer school they think they got a chance so I think that's why that happens also Did you say hi to Curtis? You yeah, hadn't seen him in a yeah, while. Just, uh, okay, I just, okay, good, all right, good.
0: Um, the fact that you guys are able to close and hang on to those guys, is that even more, I mean, that's always right, you gotta, you gotta sign that line. but is that even more stressful now than, or does it carry more weight than you getting the verbal commitment anymore? Right. Yeah, <laughs> you
2: know, yeah. Like uh, yeah, yes. uh, a, a verbal, uh, that's why they ought to sign. You know, if they give that verbal commitment, they feel good about it, everything's going, and they sign it, but then, you know you have grown men come in and tell them all kind of stuff and um, and and so it's uh, an interesting dynamic for a 17 18 year old young man that's trying to figure it all out Um, and uh, uh, if you have teenagers you know what that's like period Uh, so uh, um, but I I think yeah it's I think it you know it'll keep getting harder and harder for us because we'll keep we'll have early commitments this year that are very good and then you kind of get to that point where, where they say well you know, take a visit. You haven't visited anywhere but Colorado is kind of what happens. And uh, um, and But we feel good enough about our school if a kid goes and takes a visit after that that we will still be able to hold on to them. Um, and uh, unless there's some crazy situation at a school where they lose some guys and the guy looks like he could walk in and start day one, no-brainer, sometimes you have situations like that that happen. But um, I feel good about um, what we do here and, and what – when they come on our visit and see what we have to offer now there's really not a school that has anything better to offer than we do you know everybody has kind of a niche but when you encompass our whole thing now with the Pac-12 with the history of our school with how we compete and where we're going to be ranked and where we're going to be going and then you look at our facility you look at the city, you look at the airport, you look at Denver um, and then you look at the reputation that our school carries around the country um, because one thing that's unique about Colorado is basically 45% of the kids at this school are from another state or another country. You don't really have that at any other state school. So there's a lot of connections out there and a lot of opportunities for them outside of here. Um, so I think that's, that makes it special. So you look at the whole package, I know I'm biased, but our whole package is pretty good now. It has risen to another level.
0: Coach, Last year we saw the importance of leadership on the football team. You Thanks, already Jason. mentioned uh, Tyler and Jonathan as leaders in this class. Who else do you see as leaders in this class? And how much of a factor is that when recruiting
2: these guys? It's more of a factor than it's ever been in the past because of all the different gadgets you can use. And I don't even know the names to all of them now where they can communicate with everybody. So now that they can communicate so easily, um, and then everything's out there as soon as you offer a kid, it's out there. As soon as he goes on a visit, it's out there. It didn't used to be that way. It used to be, you know, you had to call the phone, yeah, you know, they pick it up in the kitchen and you talk to everybody in the family before you found the kid, and then the dad would say, hey, I only got five minutes because i got to use the phone next. I mean, it's just a different world. Um, so I think that has made it more important for these young men. They communicate so much differently than we, we did. And I think that that's a huge factor in recruiting now. You know, our, our guys had a, um, uh, I guess, whatever they did, a, t- a Twitter page where they could all communicate with each other and they could communicate all the time. Uh, mass text, they would all talk. Uh, and, and that was interesting. And um, So it was kind of funny. I think one of the guys decommitted, they all, they all blocked him. So it was, so was kind of interesting, they were telling me. So it's just kind of the way it goes. So I think it is more important than it ever has been, yes. That answers your question.
0: With Muska the, and KD, I mean, how, how rare is it to have two receivers from like an operational echelon program like that? I mean, was it one of those things where you couldn't decide on one, so you just decided to drink both? I mean, they both have their merits, but it's like no, it's
2: they fun. had twenty-seven kids on their team signed today. Twenty-two Division One. Okay, now different levels of Division One um and they were loaded and they played great football and they played in an unbelievable atmosphere and unbelievable program I mean they uh, their press box almost as nice as our press box I mean they just got you know just phenomenal what they have there and uh um so we loved both of them and 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 wanted them and uh it just happened that they they were good friends and they like to come, and they really don't play. They're not the same type of receiver, so it won't be like they'll be competing against each other. I think they understand that too, and so I think that that was part of it also. But it was good to have them both.
0: <clears throat> Max, can you be, you win a division conference, and come nationally ranked, top ten? To How does that change your recruiting kind of metrics that are now in houses? Maybe you weren't in a couple years ago. Instead of talking necessarily opportunity, you're talking to trying to get athletes this. Maybe take you that next level to contend for national championship. Have you seen it evolve these last
2: 18 months or so? Yeah, you do get in some different homes, um, but you s- still need to make sure you're looking at the whole person, not just the athlete. Um, you know, Boulder is a, a great place, it's a great school, um, and uh, so you want young men that you know can be successful here. So you got to always um, understand that. But yeah, we're definitely getting in other homes. Um, and, uh, and and being able to get in, uh, you would say, more upper echelon type players at their age that are a little bit more prepared, you, you think, to be successful in college. Um, and, uh, but you still have to develop young men. You still realize when they come here they're 17 or 18 years old, so there's still a lot of growing pains um, that, that go along with it. You
0: know, quarterback competitions are always something that are of great interest to college football fans. As You guys... Get ready, spring coming up here soon. Is it kind of everybody? All the three scholarship guys you talked about have a chance at that job. Yeah,
2: they do. They they do. And in and, and all spring, all of our players do. There's some guys that you know had played a, on our team. If you look at our team, there's guys that played a lot as a freshman, and all of a sudden they didn't play. The other guys beat them out. Different things happen. You know, uh, Devin Ross is an example. He played as a freshman. We redshirted him as a sophomore. He got, and then all of a sudden he gets better than that. You know, so there's every position is open. Um, and the quarterback's always the one talked about, um, but we'll be able to get a lot of reps and we'll let all those guys compete for sure. Uh, um, Steven, of course, has a little bit of a leg up. Um, but what I'm hoping is all three of those guys um, compete and you, you have to make a hard decision. If that's the case, that's what you want to be. Um, you want to have three really good ones because um, you, you never <laughs> know what happens. And uh, so I... Uh, um, there would be definitely an open competition, so to speak, in that part of it.
0: And just to follow up on that, how much did it help year, being able to show kids how you had to have two quarterbacks? Because you recruit quarterbacks so many of them want to play. Right. It's good to be able to say, listen, we're going to need
2: more than one. Yeah, it, it, all, it always is that way. Yeah. Um, you know, Ours was definitely out there, and, and, and both guys played well when they played, and um, so they definitely see that and understand that. So I think it definitely helps a guy. Who maybe doesn't end up getting the starting role, and the guy that's backing up, that might be the third teamer. They got to be ready uh, at all times, and um, so we'll, we'll prepare them like that. And I think they'll be ready to prepare like that.
0: Coach, lose um, your defensive coordinator. You bring in someone who's running essentially the same scheme. How important was that continuity in keeping those defensive
2: recruits? Uh, it, it was uh, important in keeping them. You know, I. Um, When when we recruit, I'm tied into all those kids, um, and uh, I talk to them a lot. um, But it definitely is important understanding that we were going to run the same scheme, uh, do the same thing. It's also important for our players on our team to know I'm not going to make a wholesale change. I always have my hands in defense, offense, and special teams. Um, I think to run a program correctly, you don't just change for every coordinator you keep your system that you want. I wanted to run a 3-4 system so when I was looking for um, people to hire, when I hired Jim I wanted someone that knew the 3-4 system. Um, he knew it from Vic Fangio there um, at uh, San Francisco. I ran it and I didn't, I didn't run it but I coached in it with Bill Parcells at the Dallas Cowboys with Eric Mangini um, at the Jets who is a Bill Belichick disciple. Um, so that's what I wanted to go to after I got here and saw that we could be able to do that. Um, and uh, so we recruited to that, we've built to it. Um, so we're going to keep that same system. There's a little bit of a family out there in that system in college football, um, and DJ's in that family. Matter of fact, DJ Jim, Mike Stoops, I can name some others. They got together a couple every, in the last two summers and talked and went over ideas. And so it's a, the exact same system. So uh, uh, that was very important for me, and I wanted somebody that had called it and, uh, and had been in a program that they had to build it from the bottom up and didn't always have the same players that they were playing against, but they were able to uh, be somewhat successful, and I think that's extremely important. Mike, uh, you
0: guys obviously I added more Texas kids this
2: year.
0: Yeah, yes. You talked about uh, that philosophy. Is that something that came from Chivarini when he got here, or is that something –
2: We wanted to get in Texas, but we weren't really having a lot of success. Um, And then Darren came, and um, Darren, from being at Texas Tech, had made some inroads there, Um, so we had some connections. And then we decided to put um, five guys in in, in the state of Texas instead of three um, and kind of narrow down some other areas because we felt like that would be a hotbed for us, and sure enough, it worked out well. And a, a lot of that was Darren talking that and suggesting it and wanting to do that. So um, that was a big part of it, yes.
0: Coach, before the bowl game, you talked about the undercurrent of recruiting. Yeah. Um, What would you say in terms of importance, without putting too much pressure on maybe this upcoming season, just the idea of stacking success so that you keep that undercurrent, I guess, going in the right direction?
2: Yeah, of course, you always want to build on it. You want to keep going in the the right direction. Um, Yeah, what I mean by the undercurrent is, You know, you can't um, stop someone in a school or someone at a restaurant or an uncle or an aunt or a brother or a cousin saying, you know, hey, I'm thinking about going to Colorado. And they go, man, they stink. You don't want to go there when you're thinking about doing that. But then you say it another time, you go, I'm thinking about going, man, you ought to go. Did you see that game last night? I mean, I'd love to come watch you play there. It's a whole different world. I can't control that. Now as we won, that con- starts controlling it. Um, and they know that we have a, a good program here now and, um, and and we're proud of it and there's a lot of people out there seeing. It. and as we win again next year and the next year and the next year, um, they'll they'll, keep, they'll see that and it'll just keep building on itself and we'll be able to keep, just keep our program going in the right direction. And our league, you know, last year we were Pac-12 South champs, and then we didn't win the Pac-12 championship. That's what we want to do. We want to win the Pac-12 championship. So that's what we're shooting for this year. Um, and uh, our league's a tough league, and uh, you know, we'd like to win 10, 11 games every year. Um, it might be years we win seven or eight or nine, but then we're going to just keep going. I don't see us ever going backwards again. Um, I see us being able to stay up there and keep competing and be a, a team that goes to bowls year after year out, and competes for championships year in, year out. Um, and and does that, and that's what we plan on doing.
0: Mike, four years ago with that first class that you brought to Colorado with Tito and Kenneth and Addison and those guys, you had to play a lot of them as true freshmen and mm-hmm. sophomores. Is it nice to have a, the luxury of being able to, to develop some of these young guys and not have to throw them into the fire right
2: away? Yeah, it is. It is a luxury to be able to develop guys, and um, we were able to really do that a lot last year, last year and the other year, so I feel good about our team we have coming up. Um, and uh, uh, that's always good to do. Yeah, I thought the first year, um, I actually thought Ryan Sievers' mom and dad might be t- turn me in for child abuse. I made him return so many kickoffs. And uh, so, uh, you know, though, the, you had to throw some of those young men in there. They were excited about playing, but, wow, their eyes were open to really excellent football team. And, and, and you know, of course, our league's so tough. And now I definitely believe we'll be able to uh, red-search some of these guys. Some of these guys will be ready to play, and we'll play them. I want to play the best players. Period. Um, But uh, you know, I think we have the luxury to be able to do that some and and be able to compete at a high level still.
0: Hey, coach, uh, your footprint has been expanding the last few years as far as recruiting goes. Uh Uh-huh. How do you go into a place like Ventura, California, and convince a kid to come to
2: Boulder? You go in there and tell them all about it, and the the main thing is you get them here. Somehow, some way, they got to get here and see Boulder. When they do. They realize it's not eight foot of snow on the ground like all the recruiting other recruiters tell them all the time, and um, you know there's there's actually a lot of fun things to do, and it's absolutely spectacularly uh, beautiful. I think the 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 fun thing about recruiting the the kids from Texas is when they get here, they can't stop talking about the mountains. They can't because they don't see you know you see forever in Texas. You know, and uh, a water tower is what they see. You know, that's the pretty, you know, best thing. they. So I think when they see that, it blows them away and, and uh, the beauty of it. So the, the key is to get them here. And every school says that, but you get them here, um, it's just different than a lot of places. It's is spectacular. And then when they see the gorgeous sun and they go, golly, it's, I go, a lot of times I go, what degrees do you think it is? Oh, man, it's got to be 65 degrees. I said, no, it's 45. You know, they're taking their jackets off and... They don't understand, you know, how the sun works here. It's pretty I didn't either. When they were telling me to come from San Jose, that I said, yeah, right. And uh, so um, but uh, it is true, it's a spectacular place. Coach, I'm just curious,
0: from a coaching perspective, what is your favorite part about this whole
2: process inside today? Today is done. <laughs> no, um I tell you what it is. It's it's the stories, it's the young men you find. Um, it's getting to know the parents it's getting to know their 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 dreams and ambitions and that helps you when you get them to help motivate them and help push them and you know I, I tell them all the time and they kind of look at me sideways but when you think about it in your lives you know um, I hope I hope a lot of y'all are living your dream and you're kind of living your what you you always wanted to do this and a lot of times it's not that fun but you have to realize I'm this is what I've always wanted to do. Keep doing it. The grind, the, the work, the part of it is really what makes it special. So when I get them here and they're, they're getting up for early morning workouts or doing this, and I can kind of see that look, and I go, hey, this is what you've always dreamed about doing. This is what you've always wanted to do. You're doing it. Now keep doing it. And I think as you get to know them, you can, hey, remember when I talked to you about this? Remember when I was in your house? Remember? And uh, it rekindles that fire. Because we all have those times when your fire kind of starts to dim a little bit, and you got to find a way as a leader that cares about them to help them rekindle that fire. And I I think getting to know their parents and talking to them and, um, and and getting to know the whole thing of it. You know, I can't tell you how many moms that they say, Coach, I'm trusting you're my boy to you. I'm trusting my boy to you. That's a lot of responsibility, and I enjoy that responsibility. And that's kind of how I see myself. And I'm in trusting that mom's handing me his young man, a young boy, Expecting me to hand back a man, and that's what I hope to, to be able to do. Coach
0: uh, Kevin George is a guy you've yeah. under the radar. What, what do you like? You're him?
2: right. I, I should have gone back to Kevin. Um, uh, Kevin George. Thank you. Good job. Um, Kevin George, um, is a, a, a DB, um, long, athletic. He'll remind you of a Kelo Witherspoon. Okay, and uh, um, he is from uh, uh, Georgia Military College, a junior college where one of my really good friends as the head coach. We were GAs together at Georgia. Golly, I can't believe it was that long ago, back in 1990 and 91. That's a long time ago. And he's been the head coach there. and Burt Williams does a great job. And I, I talk to him every year. I go, hey, you know, you got a guy, you know, we're talking. And he goes, yeah, I've got this guy, i got that guy. And he goes, but i got a freshman that's come on really strong and he's a qualifier and he is athletic and he's from Lafayette, Louisiana. And he had a bunch of small college offers, but all of a sudden he's gotten better and bigger. I said, sounds like a Keller Witherspoon to me. So um, sent coaches down there to watch him. We liked him. We got him up here. I watched a bunch of tape on him and um, just fell in love with the kid. And he's uh, he ended up signing with us and uh, he's gonna be a really good player. He's a guy I believe that can help us this fall. Um, and uh, so I'm excited about um, getting Kevin George so um, to me, um, and, and he's also a very physical player, um, which was I was really impressed about. And they, you know they play a lot of good teams in that in that junior college league there. And um, so I, I'm excited about getting Kevin George. So to me, he's like an, he will, when you see him out there, he'll kind of look like a Keller Witherspoon to you, physical stature.
0: Any other questions for coach? All right. Uh, we're going to bring up. We got two of our early enrollees, Jake Moretti and Tyler Lytle, that we're going to bring up to the stage. And you guys can go through some questions with those two right now. All right. Thank you. Everybody, all squared away. We'll just go straight to questions. So just raise your hand. Uh, Tyler, Coach said you were you were a, a, viewer, a viewer guy who uh, you know helped help kind of spearhead recruiting other guys because you. I mean, you just really felt strongly about this place love this place what, what, what is it about Colorado that made you not only want to come here but does it really help to work to get other guys here
1: as um, well I just saw a really great opportunity um, It was one of those things I committed back in June I believe um, you know before Colorado had all that success and I really believed in it then um, so when they started when they got off to a great start it really came to fruition uh, the guys that I was talking to over summer before the season started really, You know, we believed I was saying and I was just reiterating uh, what Coach Lindgren, Coach Shev and Coach Mack uh, sold me on. Uh, So I really think when Colorado started having success that people really bought in um, and I think that's why we carried so much momentum. But even before the season, I think, you know, a bunch of guys really uh, believed in what they were telling us and I think that's what, uh, you know, got us off to a great start and even stronger finish.
0: Coach was talking about how you, when you reached out and then you, you talked to him to give you time to kind of sleep on the decision. Can you take us through those hours? I mean, it's always difficult to decommit, but what is it about CU ultimately led you in this direction?
3: Um, kind of like you said, it's a difficult decision, but um, it's hard to pinpoint one thing about CU, like Coach Mack is saying. It's just, in the end, it's like a really great overall school, and it was hard to pass up on an opportunity like this, so.
0: Uh, since you did commit early, can you talk about just what it was like for you uh, to watch the class come together and just see see you start adding some better talents as you're watching the season go on? And then also as you're watching them continue to do what they said they were going to do on the field.
1: Um, yes. So, no, I think it was just really social media is a great thing. You know, just being active on that, um, sending tweets out to recruits, the edits. Um, that we had made. Uh, I think that just all really helped. Um, recruiting, recruiting is a really public thing nowadays um, with all the edits and shout outs and everything else that comes along with. it. and it's all in good fun, but at the end of the day, uh, you know guys, you know, I'll, I'll encourage guys, you know, this is what makes CU great. This is what you know where I really bought into. At the end of the day, you have to make the best decision for you, but I'm telling you why this is uh, this was the best decision for me. Um, and a lot of guys uh, agreed with me. This question is for
0: Jay. I actually have two. Um, first off, what is it about Colorado that made you want to stay home? And second, what are your expectations for
3: next season? Um, in terms of like, my decision to stay home, I mean, you get to play in front of family and friends. Um, I grew up here, and it's been cool watching uh, Colorado turn around. And, um, in terms of the expectations for next year, um, obviously we want to win. So we're just going to go out there and take it day by day and see what we can put out there. So,
0: hey, you were uh, about ready to go to They're always in the conversation for national championships. What, was there a moment when something changed your mind about this team when you said, wow, this team could be in that position and I, I want to go there and help them be in that position?
3: Um, absolutely. I mean, like I kind of said, like it wasn't just like one moment. It was kind of like a build up over time, and I'm really happy with where I ended up. So, Jake,
0: uh, I've talked to your training man, Chestman, a lot. He's very, very high on you. What's your
3: relationship like with Matt? Um, he's a great dude. Um, I worked with him from I think around my sophomore year, and he's been help. Uh, he's been a huge part of my development. So.
0: Any more questions for the guys? They'll
3: stick around for one on one as well. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome.